Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. This is the Draw Play Podcast, and I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapoggio. With me, as always, is the literal illist, Sam Grezis. Mmm, the literal illist. This is a very f- fun phrase to say. It feels good to say those words. L- l- liter- literal illist. I'm glad you're getting over whatever it was that you were feeling down under yeah yeah this is a stomach thing and i think i'm allergic to the 49ers actually being good um (laughs) but you know yeah feeling better my voice is better um so we can do the podcast now that's exciting. Well, mm-hmm. sorry about missing last week. We both had shit going on. My mom was in town meeting the dog for the very first time and finally understanding why I trash talk her all the time. <laughs> Y'all know why. Y'all know why. You can hear her in the background of many podcasts. Y'all yeah. know why. Yes. <laughs> anyway, not to be discouraging. Well, yes, to be discouraging a little bit, but I did, we were able to keep track of our picks last week and this week, so despite missing a week of the podcast, we are still up to date on games picked, and I gotta say, last couple weeks, not real good. No, well, no, we haven't been great so week far. Five, week five, I had a good week, mm-hmm. Sam had an average week, last week, it got ugly. Yep. Right now... I, I want to say that I am 53 to 38. Nice. And you are 50 to 41. Okay. I mean, it's a little bit better than scratch, right? I'll take it. Yeah. Basically, the only difference is in week five, I got 10 games right and you got seven games right. That was the major factor. And then last week, things just got real bad. We basically got the entire second half of the games wrong yeah <laughs> like oh, like yep. basically all of them we just got them all wrong but since there's no real point in talking about too much of that because we did miss a couple weeks so recapping the games might not be great we should really start with the thing that's been pissing everyone off this week and that is just the abysmal refereeing officiating everything's going on cost the lions a win in prime time it really really Everything. did it was so bad and there were multiple calls too i know we're not breaking any ground here but come on i did want to bring like i i made a comic about this even before the lions went down but i did it's been kind of ridiculous this season just how much they seem to be re- like the officials seem to be rebelling against the newly installed yes challenging pi yeah. rule yeah literally none have been overturned yep none of them yep. this it we're, we're seven weeks in now every single time someone has challenged it it has not been overturned it's gotten right. to the point where coaches are holding their flags on no calls because they know it'll be useless uh-huh. Which is, I gotta say, pretty much everyone thought this rule was probably a bad idea. And it's gone wrong in a way that I don't think any of us expected to go wrong. Because think, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Because, I mean, when this happened, it was obviously an overreaction to what happened to the Saints in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, we don't need this. We need the officials to be better. We don't need more dumb replays 
wasting our time, that kind of thing. But you think about it, just like uh, maybe maybe they'll get one or two calls right now. But it PI is already so ticky tack that it's probably still gonna get messed up and everything. But literally none of them are being overturned. None of them, even the obvious ones mm-hmm. where the the people in the booth, like the announcers, are like, "Yeah, that's PI," and you watch it, and you're like, "Yeah, that is textbook PI." Every single one has been denied. Every single call has stayed exactly as what it was on the field, which is weird. Like, not even, like, a few have been overturned. None. Which is too consistent to not have an agenda behind it. Seven weeks into the season, there's some sort of hidden mandate that these refs are being told or that the person in the booth has decided yeah that we're just going to not call it and maybe people will stop having it be a thing and we can just quietly phase it out like i don't know what's going on but there's there's clearly some sort of hidden agenda going on with this stupid rule because there's no reason for literally none of them to have been overturned especially when multiple versions of them were pi well uh, yeah, I so I think that we've touched on a lot of the um, a lot of the same issues here that are contributing to this, right? Uh, back when we were talking about replacement refs, uh, when the refs couldn't get a new uh, collective bargaining agreement done, and you know went on strike. And that was a shit show. And they didn't really end up getting much of what they wanted or needed. Mm-hmm. They just kind of came back to work because it became clear that the NFL was, like, was... The really... NFL was willing to give them some things because after the uh, Fail Mary debacle, the yeah. NFL was yeah, like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, this, this is just getting bad. We gotta, we gotta do something. We gotta cave. Well, but, but, but at the same time, they didn't give them all that much, right? They, they were... It was clear that they were still willing to let at least to some extent, the product on the field suffer to stand more or less strong in like not making them full-time employees or um, giving them, you know, better health coverage, things like that. I think that, I think that if there is some sort of ref conspiracy, it is based on the fact that since that CBA, um, the NFL has been consistently selling refs out without their approval. Um, you, you, I mean, you don't have to look much further than the fail Mary to see a bunch of plays where the NFL came out before the refs uh, union or the refs uh, uh, collective came out and were like, hey, yeah, that was a bad call. Oopsie daisy. That sucks. You know, before the 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 ref union could be like, yeah, sorry, we missed that one or whatever. There, it's 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 kind of a thing of like protecting your employees and standing by your employees, especially when they're not full time employees and you have kind of been disrespecting them this whole way, right? So I think if there is this conspiracy, it's definitely based on the fact that the NFL has been making a lot of decisions lately that go over referees' heads and disrespect them. Not only in how they're paid, but now in their actual work. And I think that kind of sucks. Like, if if this is like a silent strike, 
right? If this is like an I'm I'm gonna come to work and do my job badly strike, like it sucks that it's come to that. I I can't really think of many other reasons than that, other than they're just being petty. But that doesn't seem to scan. Doesn't seem like every single ref would go along with that, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think the one thing that that's kind of interesting is about that like the refereeing in the lions game this was bad calls by the refs on the field but yes. a lot like yes. a lot of people have accurately pointed out that all these all these challenges are more or less the decision of New York like uh-huh. these calls are going to New York yep. and the head of NFL officiating Al Riveran Al Revieran whatever is last name is pronounced i've never heard it actually pronounced mm-hmm. he's he's the one in charge and it's kind of like he's doing something weird about it like something a lot of a lot of people are starting to get mad at him because he's ultimately the one who's in charge and he's That's defending fair. all the refs but and he's a former NFL official so every time they fuck up he's obviously going to defend them because he he was one so he it's kind of like, well, they made this call. I'm just got, gonna overturn it because, you know, they they were they're obviously all right. There there's so <coughs> many weird possibilities here, and it's hard to not just think about them because literally none of these things have been overturned, and that is not a coincidence because so many of them have been obviously good challenges. Right. Right. <clears throat> So it doesn't we don't I don't think we really know what's going on. You like there's so many different theories. You've got the theory, like there's other theories going on. That it makes sense but, that though that that like that it could really just be either the the person who is at the head of everything just kind of doesn't know what they're doing or is being petty, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's a very um salient point as well. I never even thought about that. Something is going on. There's something that we don't know about happening, and it's why. Yeah, why is happening? All another thing about the officiating that I saw get pointed out was there's been a lot of turnover in the most recent seasons. Like the past two of years, rats. we've had a lot of a lot of like a lot of the old guard has retired, like Jeff Triplett, Ed Hockley. Uh-huh. Uh, Ed Hockley is uh, his beautiful beautiful muscles he's just a full-time lawyer now yeah like mike mike carey like a lot of the old guard was retiring so there's a lot of new younger refs in there and that's obviously just like a lack of experience problem Mm -hmm. so you're gonna have some increases there but at the same time they should all be you know full-time employees it's kind of ridiculous that they're all just doing this on the side because the the stupid rule book is getting more and more complicated and it's getting harder and harder for them to keep up well yeah and isn't it isn't it the nfl's job to train them better yeah yeah like i'm not I, you know i'm not trying to say it like the refs are doing a bad job or, or aren't doing a bad job or shouldn't be doing better right that's not the case but like i mean it's it's some level the nfl has to take responsibility for for this you can't blame it all on the refs when it's such a widespread problem right doesn't it make more sense that maybe there is a problem with the training 
then that there is a problem with every single individual ref, you know, making these bad calls on the field. Something is a there is an officiating problem league wide. And yeah. it's hard to tell and it's kind of like a problem at every angle. But I think a major problem is that we just don't have enough full time refs yep. learning Agreed. the rule book and learning how to do this. And it it's just slowing the game down. It's getting to the point yeah. it's like the past several years, I I've talked to a lot of people about it. I know you agree with me. It's gotten to the point where you see a big play and you hold your excitement to make sure that the little yellow graphic doesn't pop up at the bottom of the screen. Right. Because you just feel like it's going to come every single time now. Every single big play feels like there's a massive possibility that it's going to get called back for some stupid penalty. Penalties are they're getting called over 18 times on average per game Jesus. right now, which is up from like 15 or something the last few seasons. And what is it's, it like? Wait, what's the, what's the average amount of plays called like per game? I'm not sure. Isn't it like, cause I, I kind of want to figure this out. Um, amount, average amount of plays in an NFL game. Uh, yeah. So this is what I thought. It is about 67 to 84 plays per game uh, for the offense, uh, which equates to about 134 to 168 total plays per game. That is an in- that is an insanely high percentage of plays that that get a flag thrown on them. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So the the question is, how do we fix this? And I I don't think like I'm gonna be unpopular here and i'm gonna say i i really think it's a much more difficult question than something as simple as we got to train the refs better because that problem that you're talking about where it's like it's gotten to the point where any big play will immediately be like we'll be looking for a flag as long as pass interference exists i that's just gonna happen right Um, the problem with pass interference is it's always been an extremely subjective penalty right it's it's not like the most a lot of penalties aren't terribly subjective Uh, honestly that's one of the biggest problems general that there are a lot of subjective penalties Mm -hmm. that are massively game drive altering in some ways like holding is massively drive altering i well yeah but holding pretty much kills a drive i was about to say holding i don't i the holding doesn't bug me as much because uh first of all holding is pretty like it, listen yeah it's true that if you if you called every single hold um no one would there would be never any like you wouldn't be able to run a play every single run play would be called back right that that is true but at the same time i think refs have been pretty consistent about like when there's a huge jersey tug or when someone gets gets like pulled to the ground um that's when they're calling it when it's pretty egregious Mo- I, most holds are fairly fair at yeah the, i like I, most holds are disappointing in that you're like ah the play yeah that runs coming back count. and it was away but, but like I, I agree most holds seem fair enough you but can... there are some other plays that are extremely namely things like 
illegal hands to the face. Yes. Which is what happened to the lions. Yep. Where the guy had his shoulder pad both times, and it looks close to the face, but it clearly wasn't his face. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, Stupid. I, that, and P.I. is always going to be one of the worst because it is so subjective. And, and, and the thing like, is— You can be at the wrong angle and throw the flag because it—, it especially there, there are a lot of plays where it looks like the guy gets there bad and kind of pushes him from behind. Like if you're a ref mm-hmm. and you're standing behind yeah. the play and you see the guy run up and kind of like touch him and, and defense— it's going to look like pass interference, but then you see it from another angle and you can see he runs up and maybe he like touches him, but he's just reaching around him to bat the ball down. And it's just really good defense. It, PI is a, a nightmare and it's never going to be an easy call to make. The, the issue I I'm having though, with like trying to find uh, a way to, to fix this is it will always be as long as, like as long as there are penalties and like illegal things in football that give you an advantage like holding or like pass interference it will be like the optimal way to play football or to play defense or to play offense will be to skirt as close to that line as you can on every play like, this is why the Seahawks were so annoying back when the Legion of Boom was there, is they would hold on every play. They would call pass, mm-hmm. or they would do, they would interfere with every single throw, knowing that the refs could not, like, and would not call every single one of them because, like, it's ridiculous. I, like, they called their bluff, and it worked for a really long time until probably. Gaming the refs is definitely a thing that happens a lot, especially, like, in the most recent, in the Lions game, they were talking about. How uh, the guy who, the Packer, David Bakiari, I mm-hmm. think, he was basically telling the refs beforehand, like, hey, he's putting his hands in my face all the time. Like, you got to watch out for that ref. Yeah. So you, they're, they're kind of priming the refs on what to look for. It, they're, they're gaming the officials. It's, ugh, it, the officiating is such a mess in the NFL. Yep. And it's, and you're right, it's not an easy fix, but we can definitely suggest things that would improve. And I think one of those things that would improve is the AAF's greatest legacy, the Sky Judge. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Please Please install a Sky Judge in the NFL. That was probably one of the best things the AAF did was have an official who's right there quickly reviewing the plays. It was Snap, snap. And you got to hear him talk. You got to see him watch the same replays that you're seeing. You're seeing his thought process. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful to have that. Like, I'd rather have that than, like, the dumb booth reviews or sending it to New York where we're just wasting our time. Give us the Sky Judge. Make it transparent so that we can understand what's going on. It'll make it easier to hold them accountable because we can tell their thought process when they fuck up and it'll also be easier to just understand where everybody's coming from it's it's kind of a no-brainer put the sky judge in yep yeah i it, it also like not only is it fast it'll like allow one of one of the things i loved about it was like i could i could have been sure that there was like a like that the guy was out of bounds or i mean i guess out of bounds inbounds is is a lot 
easier to see from normal camera angles. But like for ticky tack penalties, it was so clear, even if even if it looked completely the opposite on the field uh, using like the on field cameras, it was so clear uh, that someone was interfered with or someone was held and pulled to the ground like in and they showed that and i was like oh okay cool i don't have to be as mad about this now i'm just frustrated right like i don't feel mm-hmm. like i've been jobbed yeah god it's such a stupid bad situation and i don't i don't see it getting better yeah they're having i don't i really the, don't think it's gonna the, yeah. the ownerships are meeting basically now so they're discussing like mid-season like updates and changes and discussions. So maybe we'll see some sort of change it, but when it's getting to the point where in the jets and Cowboys game, a flag was thrown on five or six straight plays. Yep. yep. To what end was, the game. What was the, what was the ending? Like it was like third and third and goal from, I can't remember. It was some ridiculous thing. It was like third and goal from their own 40. I don't yeah. remember. It was something ridiculous like that. It was bad. It was just extremely bad. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Let's move on to something a little bit more amusing. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey forced his way out of Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And it he, he's on the Rams. The Rams are in complete win now mode, which judging from how their season is going is kind of hilarious. But... I mean, this is good for Jalen. He clearly was very unhappy in Jacksonville. I I have read that one of the reasons why he was unhappy was they were playing a lot of zone, and he's not a zone corner. He's 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 a man corner. A lot of the best corners are man corners, and if that's what their skill is, you you keep them in that mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. But he's on the Rams now. The Rams got rid of Marcus Peters, and they got Jalen Ramsey for two. First and fourth, I want to say. Big. Yeah, it was it was it was it was a first next year, a first the following year. Uh, I I think it was yeah, it was uh, a first this year and then a first and a fourth next year. At least I'm pretty sure. Steep price, but the Rams. I I honestly liked it. A lot of yeah, people were like, yeah, oh, no, just the future like, good the for th- both teams. Honestly, like here's the thing: the Rams Super Bowl window is open. They almost yeah, did it last yes. year. This is like when your window is open, fuck the future. You got to go for it. It's so hard to win a Super Bowl. If you spend your entire time trying to plan for a couple years down the road, you're never actually going to be where you need to be now. Yeah. Like you might stay decent, but Everything from year to year changes. Like, p- players right. get hurt. We just saw that with Pat Mahomes. The Chiefs season may have just gone up in flames because Pat Mahomes is going to miss up to at least three weeks yeah, with a three or four. dislocated kneecap. Like, that shit, that shit can happen anytime. Things can break down anytime. Who thought Jalen Ramsey was suddenly going to fight his way out of Jacksonville? If your window is open and you got players motivated – to take that next step, you go all in. Yeah. You 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 worry about the future when it's hit. You worry about not having the first round picks at that moment. You make the trades. You make the big deals. You do everything you can to make that your window as wide as possible. So for the next like 
one or two seasons, you have the best chance you can because it's so hard to do it. So I I thought this was great. I, I thought yeah. I, I love that the Rams did it. The Rams I, have other problems that they need to fix, like their offensive line. But, you know, their window is open. They made a lot of big free agency signings last year, and it worked. Mm-hmm. They're they're making this big trade this year. It I I want to see it work. Yeah. I, I like what the Rams are doing. I, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I agree. I also like we this is another thing that we, we both talk about on the show a lot. And it's something that's frustrating when teams don't do it is there really should only be two modes. If you if you are the coach of a football team or the general manager of a football team, there should be only two philosophies. Right. Is we are going to win a Super Bowl this year or we are rebuilding. Right. I, yeah, like, if your if your team is bad or mediocre, planning for the future makes sense. Yeah, well, you're like, right, hey, right. we, we got a bunch of missing pieces. Yeah, it's just like, hey, like we got a lot of hole. Like Pat Shermer shouldn't be going in all all in for like Jalen Ramsey. The Giants shouldn't be trading exactly. for Jalen Ramsey right now because the Giants have too many problems and their Super Bowl window is not open. Mm-hmm. They need to plan for the future. They need to stockpile some picks and gather some low-key kind of signings the rams they almost won a super bowl just last season they're very talented they're very capable of winning this is their window go for it yeah fuck the people who are like well what if you could draft a good player in 2021 fuck 2021 yeah go for it now 2020 who the fuck knows if we'll be here in 2021 right yeah who who the fuck knows maybe the bombs maybe the bombs drop like before the 2020 draft and and the Rams win a Super Bowl this year who's going to look like an idiot then huh mhm sign some big names to short term uh high price contracts yep and go for it and then deal with the other the problems that generates later if you've got good baseline of talent the the future problems will be helped and maybe you'll That's slide the thing. back a little bit like the the Seahawks they they got they had their window they went for it they got it then they had to start paying people to start losing people but they've stayed consistent despite some of the moves they've made and mm-hmm. like you you have a couple downer years you you draft well like you giving up these picks like who there's no guarantee those picks are even going to turn out exactly like the Rams might end up drafting another Greg Robinson who right. fucking sucked. So That's, there's no guarantee that those picks are going to work. If you've got a chance to get a proven star and your window's open, you fucking go for it. Yeah, you have to. You re- you have to do it. Also, that's like not the way a lot of people are there I I get frustrated when I when when I hear people talk about mortgaging a future by trading draft picks. If you look around the league, the the young core of exciting like players other than players at the quarterback position very few of them are first round picks right there there are people that there are people that like that teams have like stashed for a little bit learned the scheme or the teams have built the scheme kind of with them in mind around them and those Mm -hmm. are like the leaders of the team now or the very least the core that the team is going to build around to hopefully contend three or four years in the future right yeah. And then maybe you get a couple blue chip guys then, or the people you already have turn into blue chip guys. Yeah. It's there's 
it was so many reasons to just go for it when your window's open. And the other unspoken reason for this is it's way more entertaining when teams do this shit than when teams just sit there stockpiling picks like he 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 like that's not exciting you know it's exciting gonzo trades that can boom or bust a team and are big names moving around that's exciting that's drama that's great mm-hmm. television give me that shit mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, I will say the other flip side of that too and and the stuff that will lead to more unwatchable things is i you know the the corollary to this is the dolphin. The, what the dolphins are doing is fine. <laughs> you know, I, I I cannot have a problem with what the dolphins are doing, given what I just said. I mean, this looks like what the dolphins are doing is kind of it. Kind of makes sense, like in the short term. Yeah, it, of course. It, it's not like the dolphins have been good for the past decade, and it's. Not like anyone's going to really care if they're mediocre, so tank it. Yeah. Give the fans an obvious reason to just not give a shit and just enjoy the badness. And, let like, I'd much rather be a Dolphins fan right now than a Redskins fan. Or a Bengals fan, I feel or like. Or a Bengals fan. Yeah. Teams that are trying to win and not winning and being trash. And don't really have don't... hope to win, right? They have They have, like, a couple of, like superstars who are older and like at the end of their careers and are nearing it um and like not really anything else but they're not trying to build for the future really they're just they think their window is open and it's not you know Mm -hmm. just god i i would hate to be a skins fan right now yeah that team is that that whole franchise is such a mess they they beat the Dolphins this past week. Barely. And it was, yeah, it was an extremely unconvincing I, win I, over I picked, a team I, that is not trying. I picked the Dolphins to win that game, right? And, like, I still don't feel bad about, about picking that, I, you know? I The Dolphins almost won that game. Mm-hmm. If Kenyon Drake holds on to the fucking ball, and I, I give the Dolphins credit that they, they were— all they wanted was a two-point conversion. They went for the win. They didn't go for the tie. Yeah. They yeah. went for the win. That's good. And, I, and good. Good, good, good. Every time, good. Always, always do that. Always do it. Especially like, if the it's alternative is, is overtime. And, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch more Skins Dolphins. I respect the Dolphins for knowing that and going for it. Yeah. At that moment. Like, thank you, Dolphins. Thank you. But this has got to be... The least convincing win for their skins. They finally get their first win of the season, uh-huh. and it's pathetic. And it's and it's, it's yeah, it's it's a team that has pretty much all but said like we're just gonna live in the dumpster for a little bit and try and maybe we'll get them next year, or the year after, and and still still you struggle against them. Just unbelievable shit. I God, the skins are so bad. Uh, you know who's also bad, who we thought was good, but has clearly been sorted into the fraud category? Uh-huh. The Dallas Cowboys. Yes, it makes me very, very happy about it. Turns that. out the Dallas Cowboys are frauds. Yeah. I, it was tough to say. Their first three weeks, they played very bad teams. Yeah, that's and... true. They didn't... They 
we didn't but talk they about looked that great. about the soft schedule they they had played really well i mean you looked at it like the giants i people didn't expect them to be good but they blew them out yeah they, they looked yeah. very good against the giants they should have won that game, but they still looked good doing it. Like, you're yeah, supposed to yeah. blow out bad teams if you're a good team. And then they beat the Skins, who, you know, are also bad. I forget who they play, who the other team they beat was. It was also a team that is not terribly... It was the Dolphins. They beat the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. And then, as it went on, people are like, well, are they actually good, though? Because... They haven't played a real test yet. And then they went up against the Saints. Mm-hmm. And they they put up a fight, but they got in a hole early, and the Saints were without Breeze, and the Cowboys did not look like the same team that beat up on the Giants yep. or the Skins. They, they looked like their offense was completely different. It looked gross. And bad, and like the classic Cowboys of Jason Garrett. Just like right. a team that has the potential to be great, has the talent to be great, but something just doesn't work, and it's clearly the coaching. Calling bad plays, making dumb decisions. It's great. I love it. I love it when the Cowboys are mediocre. But then they lost to the Saints, and then I can't remember who they lost to a couple weeks ago. Who was it in week five? It was another team that was not gr- Packers. The Packers have turned out to be a pretty decent team. Yeah, so, yeah the Packers are all right. They're, I, I think and, we we may have overestimated uh, the, what, the, um, the, like, the discord in the front office, you know? Yeah. The, the Packers might actually be good. So the Cowboys, they kind of got into it at late. I, it was almost the same thing where they were getting beaten up for a while and then they kind of put up a fight late and then they just couldn't finish. Mm-hmm. It was great. And then they went up against the Jets. Jets, winless. They're garbage. Sam Darnold is back after having his spleen finally recover. Yeah. This was an easy win for the Cowboys. This was a team on par with the Dolphins or the Skins or the early Giants. Like, this was a team the Cowboys should have blown out. Yep. They lost. They had to get help with six straight penalties in the last drive to almost tie it up Mm -hmm. and then fail against the Jets. Like, if you... There's no excuse for the Cowboys losing this game. The Cowboys should have been better than the Jets. It was hilarious to see the Jets beat the Cowboys. Hey, so I was watching uh, the next day. I was watching, uh, I think just, it was what, Get Up? The mm-hmm. the pretty horrific uh, ESPN morning show. Um, talking about how Jets are contenders now. Yeah. Your thoughts on that on that horrific statement? No. N- no. Like they, they the were Jets saying Sam even... Darn they were saying Sam Darnold was the best looking quarterback in in week whatever it was, week six. I mean he looked I mean he looked pretty good. He looked fine. They, he made some big plays, but do, do He had not... a pretty good stat line. He was fine, but like the Jets weren't exactly great against no. the Cowboys. They got out to like an early lead and then let the Cowboys work their way back into it by not capitalizing much later on. Like the Jets weren't 
good yeah. in that game, the Cowboys just fucked up more. Like, here's yeah. an amazing stat yeah. that I saw on Twitter. NFL teams are 90 and 1 since 1991 when they win the time of possession, total yards, turnover battle, and pick up 25 first downs and convert at least 10 or more third down attempts. The one loss is Dallas on Sunday to the Jets. Oh, my God. The Jets were not a good team. Dallas is just amazing at finding terrible ways to lose. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. That's that's fucking crazy. God. It's funny because after the first three weeks, it's like, ah, well, Jason Garrett, he's going to stick around for a while. Now it's kind of like, maybe his job's in trouble. Yeah, and a lot of yeah. People, it was like a what a week fr- ago or whatever, or two weeks ago, he was uh, uh, Jerry Jones was standing by Jason Garrett and was like, "Yeah, no, he's he's not going anywhere." That was like his specific words was, uh, "Jason Garrett isn't going anywhere." Yeah, and I, this is his make or break season though, mm-hmm. and it's weird. I've seen a lot of people who have pointed out that like the first few weeks. Uh, Kellen Winslow, not Kellen Winslow, some guy, some former backup journeyman cornerback, Kellen Moore, someone of that was calling plays in like the Giants game and the Skins game. Yeah. And their no, offense looked about good. It. It was Kellen Moore is the, is the quarterback's coach now, right? Kellen, the, Kellen Moore. Cowboys. Yeah. He, he's, he's kind of like an offensive coordinator sort of deal. And a lot yeah. of people are speculating no, he's, that he's when he was coach. doing, yeah, when he was doing well, and calling good plays, Garrett kind of got pissy and <laughs> muscled his way back into being in charge of the offense. And that's why the offense has looked like absolute garbage oh, no. since then with no creative play calls and anything because he was afraid of Keller Moore like upstaging him. Wow. If that if that is what's happening, it's hilarious. I love that. Because, yeah. because it kind of says a lot about Jason. Jason Garrett has some sort of dirt. And has some sort – Jason Garrett's best ability is managing to appease Jerry Jones and stay employed when he's clearly not deserving of the position. Mm-hmm. That's Jason Garrett's best accomplishment as a coach is convincing J- Jerry Jones that he's good enough to stay the coach. That right. is that is his true masterpiece level of being a coach. I saw another graphic that – like. The six longest tenured coaches in the NFL. All of them except Jason Garrett have won Super Bowls. <laughs> it's wonderful. Holy shit. I love it. It's it's great. Let's talk about some other team teams going downhill. Uh, I guess this is probably the end of the Mariota era in Tennessee. Mariota was yeah. finally benched and like eh. Sad. I don't think Tannehill's going to do any better. No, but no. But Mariota I, was Tennessee's also sick of him not too, doing good. Right? They don't like him there anymore. No, it's it's kind of Tennessee cannot use Mariota's skill set right. Yeah, they yeah. they've insisted they've insisted on using him in a in a system that just does not ex- use what he's good at. He's good mm-hmm. at he was. He was good at the running around and the the sort of like high tempo Oregon offense where like like the run like he should be doing like 
Mahomes and Deshaun Watson shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like scrambling around, eluding two defenders before finding someone like 30, 40 yards down the field, right? Maybe, maybe some more designed runs. And like he needs a creative, up-tempo, fast-paced offense where he doesn't have to think too hard and make difficult decisions because he's clearly not that great at that. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's not that great at reading a defense and you know, going through progressions and kind of stuff like that. He's getting sacked a lot because he's holding onto the ball too long. You got to build your quarterback is the most important piece on offense. You kind of have to build the offense around what they're good at. You can't take a player and mold them into a different thing. It's, it's not really going to work. You can't put Mariota in this sluggish, bad slow offense yeah like lo- pre- long developing routes like well that's the thing is like you have you you have these like he's always had this stable of of r- like running backs or not running backs uh, wide receivers that were incredibly fast that they would always run on seam routes right and, and like long developing seam routes and trust them to beat like either beat the the zone coverage or to just beat their man that takes a long time to happen and if the protection isn't there and you can't like elude it you know if it's not built for that kind of like those kind of crossing things where you duck one or two defenders like i was saying and then you find someone if it's like 50 yards down the field and it's decision time that's not the same thing you know it's not great. Mariota, he's he's got a certain ceiling. We've kind of seen where his skill set is, and the the Titans just refuse to use him properly. So he has been kind of set up to fail, mm-hmm. and I am interested to see where he goes next. He's going to be a backup somewhere. I'm I'm. He's going to be a right? backup. The only thing I can hope for is he's a backup on a team like the Chiefs or the Texas or somewhere. Where if he gets a chance, he'll be used properly. That's yeah. that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see the most. Uh, other big news: um, God apparently hates Atlanta. <laughs> I hate. I, okay, let's talk. Let's. I know. Talk all right. Well, this. no, we'll let's get to your point. This. Let me make the jokes first. Yeah, go for it. Uh, earlier this week, Pope Francis or whoever, whatever. Uh, co- intern uses the pope francis twitter account doesn't understand hashtags very well and tagged saints with the logo so the saints football team in a tweet and then hilariously that meant you know the saints were blessed by god Uh and the saints won They 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 did great they they won over the jaguars fairly convincingly good job at the same time the cardinals beat Atlanta. Yep. And also a couple days earlier, the Cardinals in baseball beat Atlanta. <laughs> uh-huh. So there's some humorous coincidences there that make it funny. Now it's you true. can go on your rant and go go for it. I'm going to tune I, out for a bit. <laughs> okay. You can't yeah, 27-3. I'm still mad about it, right? Yeah, uh the the Braves should have won in should have beat the Yankees in the late 90s but the Braves 
won a World Series in 96, and it's neither here nor there. Um, the Hawks have always been bad, so don't, don't, like, don't, don't come at me on that, okay? The Hawks have always been bad. The Falcons hurt, right? The Falcons have been known, known to choke for really just decades, decades upon decades of, of, of promising starts and, and really unsurprising yet still tragic finishes. That's not new. Uh, the, the Braves are good. The Braves made it. Like, the Braves sucked not two years ago. And they, you know, made it really far in the playoffs. Made it to the, the semifinals. Uh, what we don't talk about... Oh, yeah, and the Thrashers left, right? And that sucks that Atlanta doesn't have a hockey team. No one's talking about the fact that since the team came to Atlanta, Atlanta has been, like, maybe the, I can't say the biggest soccer uh, city in, in America, because that's not fair. I don't, I don't know, right? But they definitely have one of the most dominant MLS teams uh, right now. They always, they have since their inception, what, like two, three years ago, uh, they won the MLS Cup their first year. They've, they've competed for it since. Uh, I, I just, you can't, God doesn't hate Atlanta sports. God gave Atlanta sports a gift in Atlanta United and y'all just don't care. So, you know, be, be more specific God hates Atlanta sports that people like to watch outside of a subset of rabid people. See, see, you say, you say that, you say that, but obviously God hates Atlanta hockey too, right? So I'm, I'm wondering just, just is just God, is God a soccer fan? Does God just not or care about Does Atlanta sports? just not have anything else to rally around? Except uh, soccer. That makes sense. That actually does make sense because when was Atlanta okay. fans are like, oh, okay, I could root for the Braves and die inside. I could root for the Falcons and die inside. Or I could go to this lesser appreciated sport, win a bunch, and yeah. feel smug. Yeah, there you go. And and also they have kind of cool looking uniforms. Uh let's see here. Give me one second, because I want to look this up. Um, inaugural season was the 2017. Oh, my God. That's right. That's exactly what happened. This was... This was right after 27-3. The inaugural season of Atlanta United was, was the year of, of 27-3. So... That makes sense. I was wondering why everyone in Atlanta loves their soccer team so much, and it's like we're we're just fucking burnt out on everything else. Let's just there's whatever. nothing else to be happy about. So yeah. Be so happy so about soccer. This. Let's go soccer. Soccer. This is fun. We're good. Also, I I misspoke. They didn't win their the MLS Cup their first season. They they won it in their second season uh, in 2018. So makes sense. Mm-hmm. One That's other wild. thing. Uh, of note I wanted to touch on just before we get to picks. And that is farewell. Sweet tall man. Brock Osweiler has officially retired. I missed that. Aw. It was, it was today. 
Brock Osweiler, our our favorite tall punching bag. Yeah. Farewell, sweet Jesus. One Without the- Brock Osweiler playing well in a couple games. In that one season, the Broncos don't end up the number one seed. Don't force the Patriots to go into Denver, get fucked up, and then win the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Without Brock Osweiler, the Broncos don't win the Super Bowl that year, which is right. a weird thing to think about. It's true. No, it, it is. There's, Where's the line? I've also seen a Texans fan on Reddit point out that without the Texans going after Brock Osweiler, they likely would have targeted a quarterback in the draft like Paxton Lynch. Oh yeah. And how, how'd that work out? Instead of drafting a quarterback, then it kind of delayed their quarterback situation and they were able to get Deshaun Watson, who is clearly a very good quarterback. Yeah. Especially now. I don't think we can say Deshaun Watson isn't good anymore. He's clearly very good. Listening to him break down defenses to stupid people like me is great. Mm-hmm. I like Deshaun Watson. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Brock Osweiler, I shall miss you. You yeah. big, tall goof. Maybe you should have played basketball. Well, he also, the thing is that he, he's one of the few quarterbacks that can run one of my favorite plays, which is the QB sneak where the running back just pushes you when you fall over instead of put, like lunge forward and bounce off. All Brock Osweiler has to do is like put the ball as high up as he can over his head and then just fall forward like a falling tree and he's going to get three yards. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he God. made a ton of money in his time in in the league. Like, he made a ton of cash for basically being a back... He had a pretty good career. Like, he was never good. Right. But he did, he did well enough for himself and he set himself up well for the rest of his life. So I have respect for our boy Brock Osweiler. We've, we've dunked on him a lot in this show, but yeah, that, that's the thing is we've talked about how we like backup quarterbacks that can kind of do that, make good money. Brock, yeah, Brock Osweiler, credit to him. He, he put together some pretty fucking choice contracts for himself. Mm-hmm. He, he won the Super Bowl at the right time to make bank. Yeah. He pulled a Flacco before, after Flacco. Like mm-hmm. he followed the Flacco model. He did well right. enough. The one year it was the most important, got paid, didn't have to really work very hard after that, and made a ton of money. Good for you, Brock. Good for you. We should get to game picks, picks. this week. So we've already, technically, we're recording this on Friday because we were both busy Thursday night. So we both already picked the Chiefs. Yeah, Obviously, I mean, we didn't expect Mahomes to go down. Yeah. That's a bummer. It's a super bummer. But we bummer. still both got that game right. Uh-huh. Raiders at the Packers. Oh, Packers. Packers. Yeah, I don't know. Raiders might be better than originally anticipated. I, I agree with that. I definitely They beat the Bears. They mm-hmm. Maybe the Raiders aren't that bad. They're, and with the Chiefs, Mahomes down, the Chargers and Broncos both abysmal. The Raiders are now a team to watch. Right. So I'm excited. I'm also going to pick the Packers because they're at home, and I, I think the Packers are a pretty solid team. But the Raiders are now a team worth watching. Mm-hmm. Rams, okay. Falcons. Rams. I mean, Rams. I think it's also the Rams. There's something wrong with the Falcons. I think it's something Matt Ryan. I really think it's Matt Ryan. There, he has not looked right all year. I think there's something up with his shoulder. 
That's possible. Like, I, I really think it's that simple because you, you see, like, when a ball, like, is thrown close to Muhammad Sanu or Julio Jones, like, Calvin Ridley still looks great. The, the skilled players are doing good. The offensive line is fine. The defense isn't great, the defense right? defense is problem. Well, because, but because problem. everyone's injured, right? I think that I, mm, I hate to say, I really just think that Matt, there's something wrong with Matt Ryan. It's possible. Sam, your favorite team versus the Skins. Yes. It's the 49ers. Oh, boy. <laughs> Picking the 49ers. I'm going to have to pick them this week, aren't I? This oh, is going to be sucks. an ugly slaughter because there's yeah. been multiple reports about how much Kyle Shanahan clearly doesn't think very highly of the Skins organization. It's going to so, be a lot of fun to watch that game, actually. That, <laughs> it, yeah. It, it, if you're interested to see a complete and total domination, and j- just watch. Just watch. Yeah. If you want to see a snuff football game, Storyline this is the one you want to watch. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going to enjoy watching the 49ers obliterate the Skins. It's going to be an enjoyable time. Texans at the Colts. I think I've picked every Colts game wrong so far. Uh, so my gut says Texans are going to win. So I'm going with the Colts. Going with the Colts. Yeah, and the Colts haven't looked all that awful. Um, they got a... So who's actually the backup? Like who's starting? Is it is it McCarron? Who's going to be starting Maybe. for Deshaun Watson? Maybe I don't know. I I got my go gut with the Colts tells me too. the Texans have to win, so I have to pick the Colts. I, yeah, I got to go with the Colts too. I I hate the Colts. The Colts are like my nemesis this year. Yeah, Vikings at the Lions. I just I'm gonna pick the Lions, even though the Vikings have gotten their shit together. It seems like like Dalvin Cook seems happier. Like the the Vikings offense, although Cousins has basically spent the past two weeks basically making up for his terrible game against the Bears. Yeah, he fed yeah. Adam Thielen two weeks ago, just like feeding Adam Thielen and like here, be happy, Adam Thielen. And then just this apologizing week, just to like, everyone. Digs, yeah. digs, just just keep going for it, digs. So yeah. The Vikings have fixed some problems, but I think the Lions are still going to win. I think the Lions are just a better team. I I also think, not to like, not that I believe in this deeply, but I think they're due. You know, I think that they they gotta after after last week. Are you kidding? They're going to come out angry and motivated and just like. They're I, I think off, it's so be they're going to win a game that like nobody watched. Yeah, like that's when the Lions are best. They're they're the best when nobody's paying attention to them. Yep. Jaguars at Bengals. Oh, man. Well, so A.J. Green still out this week, although it looks like he's on the road to, like, coming back soon, like in the next week or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I can't pick the Bengals on this one, though. No, I no. I can't, There's no way to pick the Bengals. We've, we've duped in the Bengals multiple times early in the season. I'm not, I'm not trusting the Bengals anymore. Mm-mm. Jaguars. Yeah. Cardinals at the Giants. So this is an interesting situation because apparently Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram are coming back for the Giants. Kyler Murray has quietly been doing very well these past few weeks. That's that's true. Like there there is hope not this year but maybe next if you're a Cardinals fan. Mhm. Larry this Fitzgerald might be an is still game. Larry Fitzgerald. I 
I don't I you know I what? can't I'm pick the Cardinals. Pick the, so Giants. the Giants are going to win this game. I'm I'm pretty sure, but yeah. I I I think the Giants have a little bit more talent than the Cardinals do. It's not just it's a little bit. Be I think they have a lot. This of it. might this might be a shootout because mm-hmm. the Cardinals don't have much of a defense. The Giants don't have much of a defense, especially not the kind of defense that's going to set up that's set up to defend a player like Kyler Murray who runs around and extends plays. This is probably going to be a high-scoring game. I'm going to go with the Giants because I don't know, and I'm excited to see Saquon back. Yeah. Dolphins, Bills. 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 Here's a shitty game. Chargers, Titans. Oh, man. Ugh. The Chargers, I I had high hopes for them this year. Yeah. And they're bad. They haven't been able to put anything together. Anything. I thought they were going to beat the Steelers. I thought they were going to, like, challenge the chiefs for the division like they uh, did last year yeah they were like one tiebreaker away from owning the number one seed like the chargers were supposed to be good mm-hmm. why aren't the chargers good oh no they're bad i don't get it have they stopped caring too like all their fans maybe i mean did you see the steelers chargers game it was a steelers home game and we know that we, we make that joke all the time but it was like astonishing you see photos of the field and the entire stands are black and yellow it was amazing god moving the chargers to la was such a mistake and it doesn't matter because it was la and he's gonna get more money god it was such a scam you know what give give san diego or st louis the chargers they don't belong in los angeles yeah oh man i yeah yeah give st louis the chargers for sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the Rams can stay in L.A. because they were there first. But yeah, give give the Chargers give the Chargers to St. Louis. I'm a fan mm-hmm. of that. Here here's a good game: Ravens Seahawks. Uh, I think the Ravens will. I think the Ravens will do it. They they stumbled a little bit last week, but I I don't know. I think it's becoming clear, and not to toot my own horn because I I have been saying this since he got drafted late, um, but. I think Lamar Jackson really is growing into the best quarterback in the league. Um, if he isn't already, I, 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 so I, you know, I think it'll be a close game. Um, but I think the Ravens will win it. Should be a good game. I'm picking the Seahawks. I, cause they're, they're, play, they're playing away, right? The, the Ravens are playing away. So I, you know, that's definitely a consideration. Yeah. Saints at the bears. So this Ooh. is going to be Teddy Bridgewater's first real big yeah. test. Uh, I think the Bears are finally going to defeat the 4-0 Bridgewaters. Yep, I Because the Saints have been winning because they're still a very good team, but they mm-hmm. haven't been doing quite as well on offense as they should be doing. And, like, the Bears, the Bears are going to stifle that offense even more i i think the bears are a, the team to beat the saints that is almost exactly my my thoughts so eagles cowboys eagles eagles might also be frauds but i think they're slightly less frauds than the cowboys yeah so yeah they, they they can kind of hide their um <laughs> they can hide the cracks a little bit better i think yeah and then patriots jets Obviously, Sam Darnold is the greatest quarterback in the league on way to, you know, a uh-huh. Super Bowl winning season. So I'm obviously picking the Patriots. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Gonna be it's nice to know that I don't have happen. to watch Monday Night Football now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And that is week seven. Glad to be back. Glad to have you back. Glad to see where we go next. We're still, we got like a 60 something winning percentage, both of us. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not great. Not great. We're doing okay. We're, we, not listen, bad. listen, we we're consistently I because they keep track of this on like uh, Fox NFL Sunday and stuff. Most of them like run it less than 50 percent. So I'm I'm very happy to be to to know that I know more about football than the people that are making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to know about football. Mm. be good. I'm again, I'm excited to watch some football this week. Yeah, should be nice. Just excited. Just excited. Sam, it was it was great having you back. Yeah. Uh, feel better and all that and all that good shit and play us out. Oh yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grezes, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S, uh, and on Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave. I just want to say that my favorite ongoing joke in this podcast is me being so terrible at ending transitions that every time I ask you to like say your thing, it catches you off guard. Yeah, yeah, I, I gotta, so I gotta shift at... gears. It's not your fault. I'm just like, what, what am I? Oh, oh, I'm just really bad at wrapping things up. I was never good at the final sentence in an essay. That's me. I'm Play Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Play Dave, on Facebook at the Play Comic, on Instagram at Play Dave, and of course on thedrawplay.com. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, aspiring entrepreneurial boys and venture capitalist girls of all ages, I hope you brought your financial portfolio, your most ridiculously overpriced watch, and your most cuttingly skeptical facial expression, because this is Brand Standing. Brand Standing is a 100% totally real podcast which features real entrepreneurs really battling it out to win the favor of investors and you. Excuse me. Hi. Yeah, this is Taylor from Legal Balthazar Games. We're legally obligated to state that this, in fact, is a podcast based on a game. Which is what we would have to say if it wasn't completely real. Which it is! Our contestants come to us from the cutthroat cacophony of the capitalist crush to bring us the most vivid and vivacious adventures, seeking to satiate our striving for success. Uh, no. 30 minutes prior to each recording session, each of our contestants was given two pieces of information. The first, a type of business, hair salon, lawyer's office, haberdashery, and so on. The second, a demographic, Vikings, pirates, people who own snakes for some reason. They had to come up with the name of that business. Which they've been working on for months, years maybe. Also their business plan, their marketing strategy, their organizational structure, business cards, jingles, schematics for promotional squeaky toys. So for our very real contestants, if the idea is right and the pitch is tight, they might wind up doggy paddling in a kiddie pool of that extra sharp investor cheddar. Most importantly, though, Brand Standing gives you the opportunity to step into the role of investor as well. Dear listener, you can grab your leather-bound business planner and go to brandstanding.show and vote for your favorite entrepreneur. I'm legally required to read the following disclaimer. Brand Standing is a 100% contrived show based on the fabulously fun improv game of the same name, coming to Kickstarter this spring. 
It features podcasters, comedians, writers, and more misusing their talents to come up with brilliant and hilarious business ideas for your amusement. Grandstanding may not be for everyone. Extended listening has been known to lead to earbud rash, unpredictable bouts of hilarity, and thinking up brilliant names for a mini golf course marketed to deep sea divers while you're lying in bed at 2 a.m. Is what we would say if we weren't total tools who hated fun. To stay up to date, you can head over to brandstanding.show or wherever your favorite real podcasts are hosted. W-I-D-K. Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fish Stick. It stops you from pooping, but it has its own good chemicals that fight the bad chemicals in you, and that's why yogurt's good for you. Lulu. I don't like shellfish to eat. Feels wrong, like you're just prying open someone's house and you're like, <laughs> The Professor. If you really think about it, a hot dog is just a soft shell bologna taco. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. This is I Don't Know Radio. Search WIDK in your podcast app.